now. Bachelor Nation on the After Reality Podcast Network. She is not Will Simmons, but I am Spencer Kitley, and this is After Reality. Welcome back to the Bachelor Nation podcast on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy 4 Reality. It's fantasy, the numeral 4, reality.com. Check it out. It's where we play all of our fantasy games currently for The Bachelorette, The Challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, and Season 41 of Survivor. Play with your friends. Play with your colleagues. Um, and if Will's not here, that means we have a special guest. No more special guest than tonight. It's me bride. <laughs> Jenna Kitley is here for maybe the third time. Second. 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 Absolutely. Uh, Pirate. She specializes in, uh, in the bachelor nation podcast here on, on the network. Um, not a challenge watcher. She is a survivor watcher. A loose big brother watcher, depending on the season. I watch some challenge. She dabbles in the challenge yeah. if it is on. She doesn't make an appointment with the challenge. Fair. Fair. Appointment TV is on Bravo. Amen. What? Amen? Is that what you said? Okay. What what what's the what's the best appointment TV on Bravo right now? Well, I don't know because there's such a backlog on our TV. Not really. It's gotten cleaned up really close. So I'll give you a rundown of what's live and in season. There's Below Deck, the new season with Captain Lee and the substitute captain. Haven't watched it yet. Uh, we watched the first episode together. The substitute captain guy that was at, like. Oh, well, yeah, no, Captain Lee wasn't there. Yeah, yes. well, that was. We haven't watched this week's episode. Yes. Winter House, mm. Salt Lake City Housewives. And, and then oh. we just had the fourth reunion of Beverly Hills. Count them four. That's a lot of reunions. Yeah, right now, I'm going to be honest, the last three are pretty much a tie. I'm really excited for the next Salt Lake episode. I don't know if it's if I'm excited just because there's been so much buildup. I don't... Can she get arrested already? I, well, I don't, I don't want to watch anyone get in trouble, but I also don't feel like it's okay to go around and commit crimes. So it's a very weird balance. How many Housewife seasons in a row can we have a scandal where someone goes to prison? Well, I mean, someone? Someone. I mean. Probably a lot. <laughs> a housewife? That's very different. Yeah. And I would assume New Jersey's due to come back at, uh, sometime soon. <laughs> Speaking of prison. <laughs> Speaking of prison. <laughs> housewife or husband. Yes. Ex-husband. And do not discriminate on that show. No. Uh it's Winter House for me, which uh, we didn't watch last night's episode because we were watching Survivor. I watched The Challenge. But that's enough of that because we're here to talk about The Bachelorette. It's episode... Oh, where are we? Episode three of Michelle Young's season here. We're we're still stationary there in... Uh, just outside of Palm Springs, probably some travel in the near future. But uh, before we get started, I want to remind everybody where they can find us online. You can follow us on Twitter 
at After Reality Pod. Like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at After Reality Podcast. Also, a reminder to subscribe wherever you download your podcast. It might be where you're listening right now Spotify, Apple, Google, or Stitcher. And coming very soon, it's been submitted to Amazon Music if uh, that tickles your fancy. Don't forget to check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. So, I guess the best way to do this, we like to do this when we have a guest on. Thoughts so far on this season? We, we've been through a bit of a rough patch in the franchise, although Paradise was fantastic. Um, we had Katie season, which was less than stellar. We had the combo Claritasia season, which wasn't great. And then mixed in there, you have Matt James and you have uh, Peter... And I feel like I'm leaving one out, but how is the how is this one going so far for you? Three episodes in um, with Michelle and her guys. Well, I'm totally biased because I think these guys are better than the last couple seasons. <laughs> so, well, yeah, well, anyone would be better than, than the Katie crew. <laughs> yeah, so so we're already doing better for that. Um, and I feel like the last two seasons of The Bachelorette were pretty snooze fest so i'm much more interested in this season and um, there's a bit more drama that seems a little childish for some older men but it's it, better or, and especially for men that look like they're really old <laughs> <laughs> yes touche <laughs> i still have a hard time believing the ages that i see are true and which is, is, is like, which is something we usually say on the Bachelor, not the Bachelorette. I feel like it's like a sports lineup where they're trying to say they're taller than they really are, but they're like, "I'm younger than I really am." I promise. Yeah. <laughs> which is funny because Michelle's 28, and it's not like these guys are needing to play like super old or super young for her. She sits right right in the middle. Uh, they don't have to lie about their height, though. This is a really large group of dudes. <laughs> They're tall. Because <laughs> they Michelle is 5'9", I believe, and these guys tower over her. I mean, Nate, what is he, like 6'5"? He's got to be. <laughs> oh, and, and so is Joe and Clayton and, and all of these guys. They're, yeah. they're, they're. I don't feel like Joe is as tall as Nate. Um, I feel like Nate is super tall as well as um, Clayton. So you don't think Joe is a tall, light-skinned baller? I don't know. I mean, he is, but <laughs> relative to Clayton and Nate, they're way taller. Yes. Um, so, I mean, let's go ahead and get into it. We're coming off of a rose ceremony where Michelle is feeling questioned due to Jamie uh, bringing things up about her possibly having had a previously existing relationship with Joe, which... Ended up not being true other than getting ghosted after a couple of DMs. And nobody knows that it was Jamie that shared this information. And well, that didn't last too long here. Um, but we get an intro. I'm really glad we. this is the last, hopefully, last time that we have Claire, and, or not Claire, Tasha and Caitlin hosting. Because they don't add a lot to the show. But anyhow, they come in two group dates. One one-on-one date. And we'll, we'll start with the first group date, unless you have anything you want to dive into there beforehand. On the aforementioned Jamie. He, he's kind of like the wrinkly-faced dogs. I, ha I have a lot of opinions on Jamie. I really, really liked him on their one-on-one. -on -one. 
Um, and then it just, the whole story about the background just really ruined it for me. When he started digging into that and spreading that, yeah. it was like, what are you doing? You're shooting yourself in the foot. Stop. You're ahead. Yeah, you you didn't even need to get into this. You no. didn't need to wade into you these waters rose. at all. You had a rose. And now there's holes all in your boat and <laughs> there's nowhere to go. Uh, group date number one, Martin, or as I call him, Martin, LT, Olamide, Spencer, Clayton, Nate, Joe, Rick, Will, and the Pizzapreneur. Peter, um, I want a man who isn't afraid the danger zone. But why is she in a zookeeper's outfit? That's what I want to know. <laughs> because <laughs> was Steve Irwin coming to the date? <laughs> as soon as I heard danger zone, I immediately thought of Top Gun. Kenny Loggins. And then I saw her outfit and I thought, God. Lee, you've done so well, Michelle. You've had these beautiful outfits. All everything's been perfect, and then you put been, that on. Everything's been bri- a bright color palette, and well, and even today, just khaki. flattering and something that I was like, oh, I wonder where she got that. I did not have any interest in where she got that. <laughs> what did she, did she wear? Like boots with it? Was I don't it remember. It was on her shoes. I was so distracted by the short and the buttoned up and the long sleeve like khaki zookeeper so it, it was really a crocodile hunter type I, look i've seen it wasn't her best outfit did you know that i was a crocodile hunter once for uh it wasn't even for halloween it was for the summer camp that i worked at one summer and there was dress up in a costume day and i brought a big inflatable alligator and i came as a crocodile hunter oh R.I.P. Kids loved it. Um, I feel the need, the need for speed. Uh, enter Michelle, backseat of this large prop plane, and then enter Jay Ellis and Glenn Powell, who are two actors from the new movie Top Gun Maverick, which I've been waiting for this thing for a year and a half and it keeps getting taken away from me and away. Aren't you sure? It's it, longer. It takes, been waiting longer. It takes my breath away. Um, and that led me to go find out it's been delayed yet again as of last month. Uh, not until May, May of 2022. Oh, call signs. Oh, the names. Yeah. Little Willie. Oh, yeah. That's a tough one to, to, <laughs> to felt, take. I felt badly for him. Um, frosted tips or frosty for Martin? I mean, if you're going to have them, like, you've kind of got to accept that yeah, as a nickname. Frosty's not terrible. No. I mean, it's better. I bet little Willie would have traded. Uh, the Doughboy? I was kind of disappointed we didn't get to hear more of them. We, we, we kind of stopped there. Um, probably because maybe those were the best three <laughs> that they came up with i mean they're not comedians no. like i mean give it to somebody else and they would have yeah had the, better. Uh, yeah glenn powell though he is from uh, austin texas and um i think he actually i don't i, I was gonna say he plays goose's son but i, th- I believe miles teller plays goose's son in the in the, in the movie anyhow push-up competition a host of other calisthenics while wearing these flight suits and these are dude these dudes are sweating, and apparently gets re um uh, with Will. 
really bad motion sickness. And one of the things they have to do is ride the like the spinning gyro, or at least that's what they used to call it at the place I used to go hit at the batting cages. They had that thing. I feel it's like zero gravity something. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely pulls some G's. But it's not like getting on the vomit comet like we saw Nick Vial and um, <laughs> and uh, Vanessa do several seasons ago, where she vomited in a bag and then they made out. So that, that didn't happen. What was that thing that valid va- started with a V, where it would circle really fast? It was a fair ride. Um, Vulcan? The, no. The the one at Six Flags over Texas was called the Spindle Top. No. Yeah, Florida the, girl. The centrifugal force held you to the walls, and and the floor dropped out. Yeah. Similar. Yeah, I think it's the same thing, just had a different name. Probably. Um, I did stand next to a kid in that once, and he vomited all <laughs> over the floor. <laughs> Still remember that. Uh, Rick. He was not scared of the spinning gyro, and he goes first, survives okay. And now it's time for little Willie not to try, or to try not to puke. Wait, well, you forgot about who goes first uh, uh, Rick, before him. Rick didn't go first? Well, ap- after Rick was Peter, for certain. Okay. Because Peter went and um, parlay Italiano to Michelle. Did you forget? He was speaking his all of his love to Michelle in Italian. Okay. And she was what? so impressed. And then here comes Will... Doing something similar in Espanol. Oh, Espanol. And that's why Peter was so ticked because he felt like Will copied him. Yeah, but his delivery was so good because he was trying not to vomit. Maybe. <laughs> Just like our dog is trying not to um, get in the way here of the podcast. Uh, anyhow, they do this. Everyone survives. Um. Little Willie, do you need a bucket? No. I need you. Did they write that? And and it wasn't like he did that in the ITM. He did that live on the on the gyro. What is the dog doing down here? Um, they then shift over to the pugil stick joust, which is a staple of the old American gladiators. Also, the pugil sticks uh, in the military were... That the fighting with those is designed to mimic fighting with a rifle. Uh, I looked that up when I was looking up pugil sticks. Um, and this is supposed to be a stand-in for dogfighting in the air. What on earth does this have to do with dogfighting in the air? I have no idea what you're saying. Do you know what? Dogfighting in the air is when the planes are going head-to-head, like in Top oh. Gun. Yeah, That's what they said I, okay. this was the stand-in that. for. Oh, I don't remember that. Uh, anyhow. Peter, pretty miffed at Will. Yeah, because of the... Uh, the the it- Italiano versus Espanol. See? And Will absolutely embarrasses Peter. He does. He absolutely does. And then Peter, of course, retorts, which I think is totally unfair by calling him a bully. Later. We'll get there. But... Yeah, you're he, he not a bully. He, You just got your butt kicked. Yeah. You got knocked up the thing up, like buddy. five times. Like five times it happens. And the winner of the day, Little Willie, and he wins a bomber jacket. Pretty I, cool one. You did, you would be excited about that. A pretty decent looking bomber jacket. I was like, yeah, okay. 
and and hey any anything anything one is far better than something uh than something you buy or given to you yeah, yeah absolutely um j- just like a a dollar one is far better than a dollar earned it's more fun um he uh he gets to go on a spin in a this vintage Porsche that I guess is in the movie. It's not quite Kelly McGillis's Porsche from the the original, which was much slicker than this one in my opinion. But the the drama really starts to unfold at night. Uh, the first guy she talked to was Clayton. Do you have any? What, what are your what, what are your thoughts on Clayton? Like we've already established, he's a he's a big man. I think he's great. I think he's great. I think he's a solid mis- Midwestern guy. He's obviously, um, I feel like he's there for the right reasons to be cliche. <laughs> I also feel like he really likes Michelle and he's not there for fame. He's not there for followers. He feels a strong connection to her because of his mother being a teacher. I, I, I like him. Okay. And I mean, mountain of a man um and he even incorporates some spinning into dizziness in their date to simulate what they had just done previously um this date is for making out with clayton and with joe and with nate and with will and even martin frosty gets into the mix too and she seems impressed by him for some reason i she keeps describing him as mature, and I said to you when we were watching this, like, what? Like, have you seen this guy? What? What? What about Martin? Seems reeks of mature. I don't know. Just judging that book by its cover. Uh, Peter versus Will, though, really kicks into high gear as these two sit down around kind of the the dudes portion of the date. Peter can't keep his mouth shut. What's your take on this situation? Uh, I mean, he was totally out of line on everything that happened after the competition. After getting his butt kicked. I mean, and to be like, I get that you're a little bit upset and your feelings are hurt, you lost. But if you're a 26-year-old man, you got to figure out how to put that behind you and get over it. And you're a pizza entrepreneur. Who hasn't sold the pizza slice yet? What, really? Yeah, they said that during. He said something about, well, you haven't sold any yet. And he said, just wait. Oh, I didn't realize he didn't actually own a pizzeria. He said he owned a pizzeria. He did, but I don't think it's it's open yet. I do remember him saying, I do change lives one slice at a time. Oh. <laughs> and I think I threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> it's like on the real world Portland where they were revolutionizing pizza by selling it by the slice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's hard for me to knock too much on Peter because he's Italian he's from Florida, like myself, but, I mean, it's, he kind of is asking for it. Yeah, he's uh, very easily identifiable as uh, a guy from South Florida and, and pretty identifiable as an Italian guy, not necessarily from South Florida, but he pack- packages those two things up very well. But then he takes... The winner spoils the jacket, walks over to the pool and drops it in. And like, it's kind of like when they 
used to go nuts on the challenge and take people's suitcases and dump them into the to the swimming pool. This isn't cool. Definitely agree. Like I said, nothing that happened after the, after the event uh, was at all honorable for him. Will Will was crying about it. Yeah, I mean, may maybe a strong reaction, but nonetheless, you're you have to remember these guys are in such a bubble that they don't have any of their normal ways to express their emotions. Those are all taken away. So some may say, oh my gosh, I can't believe he cried about a jacket. It is a little extreme, but I mean, he's coping the best he can. And, and I mean, Peter was intentionally hurting him. Certainly pushing his buttons, probably more to this than what we actually saw for him to Fair. get that Fair. upset by it. Uh, Will does come back from his cry. And it's just daggers at Peter. But he, unlike what we've seen in the first two episodes, where there's been some someone or something that kind of throws Michelle off course or kind of ruins her day, so to speak, he doesn't do it. Um, and Michelle abruptly comes back. She kind of senses something's wrong in the group. Doesn't really do anything. Gives Martin of all people, the the group date rose and then takes him to dance to an orchestra playing Berlin's Take My Breath Away. Yes. Yes. Which... How romantic. At least it's a song we had heard before. I mean, very often. A lot of the time it's some artist that we're like, who is that? What is this song? No, absolutely. So I'll I'll give credit on that. And I think you need to be careful because I think Martin... Is strong. I I know he's not one of your favorites, but I I think he's a bit stronger in her eyes than you uh, give him credit for. Do you think he brought extra hair dye, uh, or is it going to start growing out? Well, I think it's already grown out a little bit. I mean, that's the whole point, right? I I I don't know. Well, give another week, and you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depend. Don't know how long filming lasts, and did he bring some some patch? some patches to put in there i don't know uh anyhow let's go to the one-on-one date with rodney rodney the guy who we've talked about t- took maybe the single worst photo of the season on the the uh the cast sheet i don't think it's that bad i think it actually kind of gets his personality he's <clears throat> way more handsome in real life I feel it. Well, real life. He's, like I've met he him. Seems, <laughs> he seems like a big guy, like not in a good way, and he, but he's not. He just has, he's broad. He's way more handsome on the show than in his photo, which is how everyone should want to be. You don't want to look. Most, like, it's how most yeah, of the, absolutely. the ABC is notorious for terrible photos on there. I don't know. I think Rick actually might look better in his photo than he does on the show. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate Rick for, I don't hate for him a guy either. that went really big on a gimmick on night one with the table, uh, which also didn't hurt James in a box who had a great um, secondary life on uh, Bachelor in Paradise this summer. Although he ran the table, was there every single day and dated a different person every week, and entirely off topic. But um, Rodney surprised that he was the one getting a one-on-one date slightly but i also feel like he was one that she didn't have a connection with so it's either now or never so 
I feel like they often sprinkle those in throughout the season. Like, is this guy going to go home? Let's just get rid of him. Oh, wait, there's a connection. There's some um, interest there. We'll keep him. She couldn't just load up on Joe, Nate, and whoever else, one right after the other to, to start the season. Um, we've already seen them do the apple taste test mixed in with some pizza lasagna and kind of follows the same same route here just uh, the shoes on the other foot the truth or dare date and we're gonna we're doing a blindfold taste test this time she's tasting the food um then he's streaking naked through the hotel and of course Tasha and Caitlin are there because you why wouldn't they be and all the guys and all the guys and all commentated with a megaphone by Michelle of of what's going on this is a really weird date it it is a weird date um at least he had a pillow at least he had a pillow that that's what i was about to say is at least he didn't have to feel like he was completely nude although he was pretty close um yeah it's a weird date i don't i don't like the dates where they feel like they have to push the men out of their comfort zone to prove themselves. I don't feel like that's fair to do, especially on national television, whether it's doing some sort of fighting or being naked or I, I just feel like it's not a fair way to judge whether you like this guy or not. You, well, the naked or the speedo or whatever has yeah. become very in vogue the last few seasons as they've as they've been anchored in one location yeah, yeah. and I, I just don't feel like that's fair because i don't think it's fair because i would be also just as equally upset if they tried to do that to women so t- tell some woman to run around naked i mean that would never happen like, they, they don't do that on the show No, but it would also feel very I, it wouldn't feel fair to me to ask someone to do something they're not comfortable with to show your love it just doesn't i don't like it yeah, it's kind of like Rock of Love, except Daisy of Love. Um, Megan has money, which got canceled after that guy killed someone. Um, not on the show. <laughs> to be clear. In real life. To be clear. Um, later on, we learned about, a bit more about Rodney. Rodney's biggest fear is dying before he gets married and has kids. Um, they have a pretty deep... Uh, vulnerable conversation at dinner um he's one of the bigger surprises for me so far i i love him i think he's great um like i we're gonna get to this later but i mean he's definitely someone i think um after this one single date i feel like he's climbed not only in the hearts of um, the levels of Michelle's heart, but also America's heart. So that's what I, I like to give an award when that happens. I call it the Mr. Mojo Rising Award because he's rising, rising. I feel like Rodney's right there. Yeah, and like unexpected last week with Jamie, and then kind of unexpected yeah. this week with Rodney. Like yeah. two two of them back to back. Like oh hey, I feel like Jamie rose and then completely oh. fell. <laughs> he. He fell into the funeral pyre, not to take another Doors reference. Um, anyhow, she tells him that, uh, hey, like I don't see you as an underdog. You think you're the underdog, which has to make him feel good. And he absolutely gets the rose, which was maybe the biggest stretch of uh, play on words. Oh, 
Well, but give it to Michelle. She doesn't have. It's not like she has somebody writing this stuff for her. So come on, guys, give me some more material. Yeah, I was like, I was like, good for you, Michelle, for keeping it interesting and silly. Someone she could have gotten some material at the next date, though the group date, which was this public speaking of poetry. Jamie, Chris, the other Chris, little Chris, as I call him, Brandon, Casey, Romeo, and Malik. We're all on that date. We're introduced to Rudy Francisco. Were you familiar with Rudy Francisco and his work? Um, I wasn't, but I feel like I want to learn more about it. Okay. He was a very talented spoken word poet, so they say, on the show. Um, I don't have any reason to question that. Um, Everyone has to write their own poem. Vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable. I can't even say it. Vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable. Walls down, walls down, walls down. Go write something. Um, Unless your name is Jamie. <laughs> it, it was a great way for Michelle to learn about all these guys. And then Jamie comes up and he lost his book. Which I kind of want to say is bull. But I think that's also just because I lost a little bit of faith in him. So He wants to tell a story or a parable instead. That mm, Let's just hypothesize that Maybe he's already used this some other time in his life. Potential. Potential. Or learned at some seminar where he was learning to be a clean air CEO. Uh, or whatever it is that he does at his air company. Anyhow, he does not follow the assignment at all. Some of the guys call it a TED which, Talk. Which you would say is probably a bad... M.O. when you're dating a teacher. Exactly. <laughs> can't um, follow directions. Can't follow directions, can you? You're going to need to go to timeout. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, left me thinking, what is this guy doing? Last week, you were way up here, and then you went and created this discomfort, and now you're... Not tr- following directions. Not following directions, kind of trying to put on a show. He's kind of like the, the class clown. He's the show-off. And it seems very rehearsed after a really solid date. He followed that uh, with these two two steps backwards. And we go to the nighttime portion of the date, which kick, kind of kicked off with Brandon, who I think is kind of a sleeper. I feel like he's a guy that's going to... I don't think he's got st- like... Ultimate staying power, but I think he's going to stay around for a while. I totally agree, and I totally feel like he's kind of... I don't, I don't want to say he's like rocketed to the top, but he's definitely climbing. Definitely climbing. Yeah, I mean, they, they seem to share some commonalities. She calls him very attractive. He tells... Um, and tells him like, hey, uh, hey uh, I'm very attracted to you. And Can I tell you one thing that's not acceptable? What's that? Don't call me yo. What up, yo? <laughs> no, he doesn't even say that. Oh. He like they're talking and he always instead of saying like Michelle or sweetie or dear or anything, he's like, oh, come on, yo. And I'm like, oh, that's so not something you use in terms of endearment when you're trying is to like call someone. Is that like calling a girl man? Come on, man. Or bro. Come on, bro. Let's go to dinner. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. He's like this dude's crazy about her. She she seems really attracted to him, but again, can this sustain? Can this be a relationship? He's twenty six, so like he's at least in the range for her. 
the contrast of him to what we saw with Jamie, though, is like he's corny, but he seems really invested. Whereas Jamie's just trying to be there and create stuff. I feel like Brandon seems kind, and he seems like he cares. And I felt like that with Jamie initially, and then it kind of was lost. Speaking of Jamie, he had the the one on one time right after Brandon. He was super confident and brash when he goes to grab time with her, and he's seems a little too sure of his position, but it goes over well. So we thought until the producer talk. Yeah, and I was just like, "Is this guy? Is this guy sincere?" And fortunately, it is Brandon that gets the group date rose. Um, he seems. Very sincere. And then during like the exit of the date, you just mentioned it. Jamie Spoiler pull- alert. Yeah, Jamie pulls the producer to the side and he's pissed that he's having to compete with the likes of Brandon, who is not on his level. Like He's do- down here and I'm up here. And and even makes this snide like Michelle thinks she's in spring break mode comment. So I can't judge, but I just wait. And then you say something like that. Like, I'm not going to judge. I'll just sit back and watch. Or said something very um, condescending like, like that. She's just out here having fun. Like I'm like, who is this guy? Like, why Why do you think you're a hot shit? Like, when, when in this guy's life has he ever been the best catcher out? Well, I'll tell you why. He thinks he's better than Jamie because he's a CEO. Better, and, better than Brandon. Sorry, better than Brandon. Jamie thinks he's better because he's a CEO. He's a little bit older than most of the guys. He's had a, a, a certainly few, looks older. <laughs> a few more life experiences in his professional career, so he thinks he's better. Um, which will we see that Brandon has a much more tender heart. He's much more um, seems that he's much more interested in Michelle. He's much more genuine than Jamie is. We'll take it. Uh, Cocktails and roses. Nate gets a great one-on-one time. We're not getting a ton of that, which I take that to mean because we're going to have plenty of it. Um, Rick unearths, though, in his one-on-one time, that Jamie was the one that told the story about the light-skinned baller last week. Yep. Secrets out. And Rick is here to confront this fool. Jamie's like, oh, this is just speculation that created misinformation and additional additional character in the room with all of us. Total politicking. Um, no he, ownership. He is a deer in the headlights and has Absolutely. no idea what to do. He's like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't have specific names and all, but uh, I wasn't in the rooms when this was being discussed. Then... How did you have information to tell You're Michelle? on TV. There is footage. <laughs> and I mean, he's here talking to Nate about episodes and audience perception. I don't remember anyone ever talking about talking in like television terms on the show. 
No, it's mostly around what's going to happen on the gram. How many likes am I going to get? How many followers am I going to get? <laughs> Especially like, if you're Brendan on yeah, Paradise. How, what like what like it's all about the gram and what kind of um, influencer I'm going to be. Not really where he's thinking. Yeah, just like what kind of audience perception are they going to have around this? And like I think this is going to look bad. And I wanted to let her know. And too late. No, you're looking bad, dude. And a- especially after you went and pissed off that producer and was so condescending like about their show. And about all their candidates. Don't forget, he was saying all these guys, like where where are the great guys that you were casting? These guys are garbage. Yeah. Mm, take a closer look. Um, now Michelle's talking to Tasha and Caitlin and shares that apparently... Nobody in the house was questioning anything. And now Joe and the others, they start going in on Jamie, saying, like, hey, we're pissed, like, questioning him. Michelle walks into a very weird group vibe. And then Jamie, instead of pulling him to the side, it ends up being a very public confrontation between the lead and a cast member, which... This doesn't happen. Like, I mean, Emily Maynard called out Casey Call for calling her kid baggage and told him to get the F out, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I feel like this was something that needed to be addressed in the group because it was affecting the group. It had affected the last time they were all together. So I totally appreciated that she made it a group thing and then said, I didn't mean for it to get here. This is where it was. Can we take this offline and make this a private conversation? Yes. She tells him exactly what he had said to her. And then Michelle tells him that he brought something in here, created an issue in this world, and you're messing things up for everyone. He started the rumor, then let everyone take the heat. Now he's finally taking the heat appropriately. Uh, Broken trust... She thinks he lied to her, and then he created the drama to attack her character, which he did. And he wasn't protecting her at all, like he claimed to be. Instead, he's essentially attacking her. Pot stirring. He's just yeah. pot stirring. He's just sitting around, stirring the pot. Stir the pot, Johnny Banana style, or in this franchise, I guess that would be Demi, Demi style. Uh, Demi gloss. He, he had the chance to be honest. He's not being honest she is being real honest and she's done with this dude goodbye walks him kind of to the door and says have a good night and just walks off which was pretty awesome peace out good riddance to jamie um go have fun yeah with your air i was gonna say something mean about being old but no, don't. Um, he's he's younger than you, dear. Yeah, but he doesn't look it. Doesn't um, matter. It doesn't matter. He's younger. I mean, I don't want any ill will towards Jamie. I hope this is a good learning experience to how he comes across and how words and stories can hurt people. So I hope it's a good learning experience for him. Straight to the roses, or straight to the rosé, as they might say on Summer House. Brandy Rod, Brandy Rodney, Brandon Rodney, and Martin, they all have roses via their dates. Um, first rose goes to Mr. Basketball Joe. Second to Rick, 
Leroy, who with glasses looks a lot like Dwayne Wayne from what show is that? Head of the class? Oh, uh, perfect. Perfect world. Perfect world. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I think I was. I think uh, the girl was on those both of those shows. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Jasmine Guy. Yeah. Uh, Nate. Casey, Chris G, the bearded one, Chris S, the guy who my only point of reference still is that he wore a, a suit with shorts in the first episode. And then... Yeah, who is he? Yeah, he needs to go home because we don't know anything about him. Clayton, the mountain of a Missouri man. Uh, and then the others, Olamide, Romeo, and Will, who stays here along with hopefully maybe his dry cleaned bomber jacket. We gave our final rose. Um, actually, I guess our final rose did go, went to Will. Uh, the guys we said goodbye to, LT, who was the Speedo Tuxedo guy on night one, who was a yoga guy. Also don't remember. My, my namesake, Spencer, who didn't make much of a splash. Malik and Pete the Douchey Pizzapreneur. Gentle. D- gentle? You want to defend Pete? No, I don't. Open I, just, I just don't like name calling. Is he not douchey? Mm. Okay. I don't know him. Um. So a couple questions. We always we always get to this point in the in the in the show, and we take a look at who our top four are at this point in the season. So you have the cast there right in front of you. Who? Who are your top four, what we call, leaders in the clubhouse at this stage in the season? So I feel like this isn't fair because you didn't tell me I had to pick these. But I feel like I can do it. Um, so I feel strongly that Romeo is a sleeper. Romeo? Where art thou? And I think he's going to surprise us. Okay. I like Romeo. Nate is obvious. Nate is obvious. I mean, it's like the easy I, choice. I think I'll, Joe is also obvious. Yeah, let me okay, finish. Sorry. So I do. I want Nate to get a better eyebrow person in Austin. Um, Maybe you can reach out and recommend one <laughs> to yeah, him. I feel like they're. I feel like he has a very good look to him, but his eyebrows are very over. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Stylized, yeah, overworked, over whatever. Stylized, so too much, too much removed. Too much removed. He, he, he. Yes. So Will is one. Nate is one. Joe. Oh, is wait, one. Wait, wait. You said Will? Sorry, no, no, no. Yes, I didn't mean to say that. Romeo, Nate, Joe, and I. I kind of feel strongly about Clayton, okay. and I don't know if that's like a personal. I don't know what it is, but I feel like those are, if I had to pick, those would be my four. Okay. Um, I think Nate and Joe have to be in that group. Yeah. I, I, I Romeo, Harvard man. He's, he, I mean, it's not Chateau Benet, but he, he's a, a mathematician Harvard man. As far as the, the other two, at, at this point, I kind of like Rick. Still, I I think she kind of likes Rick. She 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 likes Martin. Yeah, she does like Martin, and she also likes Rodney, and I like Rodney yeah. too. I mean, there's a lot of like round two fours I could have gone, but yeah. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Brandon in my top four. Okay, 
And my my fourth guy. I guess I, I guess it's Rick. I'll go with Rick as my fourth guy. He's kind of the All my right. my wild card. But so we have we have two of the same four. For me, like Joe's the guy uh, n- with Nate really close behind. Yeah. So we talked about this, not specifically, but we talked about this. Question number two for you. Who do you think the producer of this show would be eyeing to be the next Bachelor? So I know who the next Bachelor is. You do not. That's correct. And and we agreed that we would discuss this here on the podcast. So I, th- one of these guys that's still on the show is the next Bachelor. Who is that man? So if I were the producers, I would probably be looking seriously at Brandon. I'd be seriously looking at um, Joe. I'd also be seriously looking at Nate. And I don't feel like that's just because that's Michelle's picks, but because I feel like um, Joe, I still need to see more from Joe. So, yes, we know he's attractive. Yes, he we know he um, is athletic. He brings a lot. I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of vulnerability or emotions from him yet. So, put that as a pin. Um, need to see more of that to get a whole season, I think to be the bachelor. Um, I think Nate is probably going to be pretty high. If I'm a producer, I I don't see will is getting a lot, but I think Rodney could have a lot of, of um, a lot of interest. So I would put Rodney pretty high if I was a producer. Okay. So your final answer is who do I think it is? Yeah. Or who do I think the producers would pick either? Who would you pick? Who would the producers pick? I think the producers would pick Joe. Okay. Um, if I still really like Clayton, but I feel like that's a little bit repetitive. Of didn't we? Ha- we had a farm a farm boy from the Midwest. He's not a farm boy. He's a no, former football player and medical he's sales not. rep. He's not. But remember, yeah, we, we had Chris Souls. Chris Souls. So I feel like it's kind of similar. So if I was a producer, I'd be trying to do something probably different. Th- um, that's been a while ago, though. Okay. For, fair. for, for reference, that was Ashley I's first season. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair. <laughs> We've seen a lot of her since then. And, and I also feel like this is kind of repetitive, but I still also really like Romeo. I feel like... I wish his name was a little bit different because I, for some reason, having the name of Romeo has a little bit of a negative connotation, but I think he's yeah. smart. He's in touch with his feelings. He's attractive. I think he's got a lot going for him. Well, the next two seasons of the franchise yeah. are going to both be The Bachelor. Oh, so both from this season? I don't know about the second one. Okay. The, we'll have the normal start in, in January, which the season's filming currently, and then we'll have... What's usually the Bachelorette slot in May will also be the Bachelor. We'll go to Paradise, and then Bachelorette will come from that. Form- kinda, formally, be a fall show, kind of like what they did. Like they took two Bachelorettes from a Bachelor season, and yeah. So did I get one right? Uh, you you touched on it a little bit. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we'll are, 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 are you ready? I don't know. I feel. 
Do you want to know? It's going to get spoiled at some point, social media. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty widely out there. So our next Bachelor, who's filming with Jesse Palmer right now, is the mountain of a man, Clayton. Clayton. All right, I like it. I like it. I'm happy any of my uh, four were chosen. The 28-year-old medical sales rep from Como, Columbia, Missouri. So uh, I guess he and Michelle don't don't end up together. That's yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how, he falls how that plays out and, and what that looks like. But uh, next week, we are racing cars, playing Twister, going to the planetarium, perhaps a wrestling match, some tears from Michelle, drama with little Chris S., uh, him, him getting mixed up a little with Nate. So we'll see what happens there. Um, quick look at our scores for this week over at Fantasy 4 Reality. Fantasy, the numeral 4, reality.com. That's where we play all of our fantasy games, as I mentioned. Bachelorette is live. The Challenge is live, as well as Survivor Season 41. Play with your friends, play with your colleagues, play whatever kind of league you want. There's different formats you can select. Will and I are playing. Um, if anybody remembers Will, he'll be back soon. Uh, wannabe baller squad of mine, 1,180 points. His squad, Jesse Palmer's friend, 930 points. But I think you'll, you'll, pre- you'll, you'll appreciate this. I've lost five players from my team. So I had 15 to start with. Will has four left on his team. Um, and Sorry, Will. And they're Brandon J., one of the Chris's, Rick, and Will. So I'm feeling pretty good that I got this one in the bag, which our listeners know I somehow always win this. Will thinks that I cheat because I do the scoring for Fantasy for Reality, but that's not the case. Any final thoughts for you on The Bachelorette? No, I'm excited to see... Who Michelle picks and see if it lasts longer than like a few weeks. Um, If we can get to like final rows and they're still together, that's always a a good thing. Um, I do feel like she's got a good group of guys here. So, I mean, but it's also so surface still. So we don't really know the the depthness of all these guys. But I'm, I'm hopeful for her because I actually really do like her as a bachelorette. Um, And I'm also excited to see Clayton next season. And I'm excited that you used a Jenna word and said depthness. Um, so solid. Solid, solid, solid way to close things. You're out. welcome. Yeah. Um, before we go, though, want to remind everybody to follow us on Twitter at After Reality Pod, like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at After Reality Podcast. Also, a reminder to subscribe wherever you download your podcast Spotify, Apple, Google, or Stitcher. And don't forget to check out our website. AfterRealityPodcast.com. You can find me on the Twitter at Spencer Kitley. That's all one word. Or at Fantasy4Reality on Instagram and Twitter. Until we chat again, we remind you, we like bears and Mexican food right here on After Reality.